If you're one of those Little League coaches that gives your kids batting tips, even though you were a 131 hitter in high school, oh, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. My name is Adam D. He is Coach Randy. Hello, Coach Randy. Hello, Adam D. Today's going to be an exciting day. I love, I love baseball. Oh, I know. I love I know. baseball. And even though it doesn't feel like it's baseball outside... It's baseball down south. Pitchers and catchers have reported Pitchers. to their respective camps in Florida and Arizona, so it's a coming. But did you know it's snowing in parts of Arizona? Mm, I saw, yeah, like northern Arizona got record snowfall, record right? Record snow. Even, it even snowed in Tucson. In, in south Arizona? So you can imagine wow. what spring training is like in the Cactus League. Probably not so great. Right? But now down in Florida, I mean, it's just beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've been there. I've been to spring training. Last year was the first time I took the family down there. Now I'm a Yankee fan, as you know. Mm-hmm. rest of the family, they're Met fans. And the yes. Mets do a great job. Well, they're in, they're in Port the St. Lucie, the Mets. Port St. Lucie. But there are so many other teams mm-hmm. in that general area. So you fly into West Palm. Yeah. West Palm's got a couple teams. Then you have Jupiter that has a couple teams. And, of course, you have the Mets in Port St. Lucie. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Very nice. Yeah. And we've got uh, a great guest on. Ari Berman. Now, the Berman name yes. you might recognize I because think do recognize. Becky Berman designed our fabulous logo, and she is a, a sponsor of the Bad to the Dad podcast. And Ari, he has a bit of a different take. He is a an international attorney. Mm-hmm. He is a father of three kids, so we'll hear about the dynamic with him and Becky and the three kids. And he is the commissioner of our auction-based fantasy baseball league. So now that we're getting into the baseball mode, we'll learn all all about fantasy baseball. So we got an authentic baseball junkie coming in here talking high time. Speaking authentic baseball gibberish. Speaking authentic baseball gibberish. And speaking of sponsors, of course, we've got uh, Berman Branding, uh, who's fantastic. Uh, Becky, uh, who just offers a range of consulting services, all helping companies, individuals. Of course, she did our logo. Uh, so proud. And I'm curious to see, we're going to hear from Ari in terms of how they manage their lives in terms of what he does and what she does. And then, of course, we have YSC Index, who helps sports travel clubs create robust, engaging, and high-performing youth experiences using an analytical approach. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're Bad to the Dad. Beloved listeners, we're looking to change your lives for the next eh, 40-ish minutes on Bad to the Dad. This is Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. It's a podcast celebrating the suburban dad life and the urban dad life. Yes, we talked about that. Yes, the imperfect species known as the dad. And hopefully you're having good fun being a dad. You can find us on social media. Instagram is at bad to the dad. Facebook is forward slash bad to the dad. And of course our website, badtothedad.com, where we have merchandise. We've got shirts, we've got sweatshirts, we've got tank tops, got all kinds of we want good, to get some hats, good gear, some other pieces. Yeah, but uh, we we're, we're we're coming into our own. We're we're doing all right. We, we started are, off with zero listeners. Now we're a mature in. Yes. Mature. I wouldn't part. say we're mature no, because of, of the hosts. You know, you gotta gotta know who you are. We will never ever be mature because we're. But we're the men. podcast is is coming along, and this is always good fun sharing a a couple of hours with you putting this together. Let me ask you this, Randy. Okay. You ever meet someone and shake their hand and they. Just don't know when to let go. Ah, uh, I gotta tell you, given what I do for a living, yes, it happens a lot, and I do with a lot of like athletic directors and coaches. And you can imagine how you go in for that handshake, 
and many times you you prove yourself in strength in that handshake and you go in and sometimes you, you don't know how long is too long before it becomes that moment well, i think i think with both genders yes there's just sort of an intuitive moment of release yes you know when it's time to let go but you know when it's time to let go but there are some people who don't know when to let go so i met a person at a at a party this past weekend and his handshake wasn't terribly strong it was a gentle squeeze the appropriate amount of firmness so you go in squeeze but it's not like it's a little soft it was it was fine i thought it was appropriate given the size of the man and the size of the hands all right for me the bigger issue was when to let go okay now i knew when to let go i even jerked the arm back Ah. which is the, a telltale sign, yeah, tell, right? The, the handshake is over. nothing going to be more obvious the handshake than is the jerk back. Yes. But I was jerked back into the neutral zone. So you jerked back, say, hey, thank you, can I have my hand back? Yeah. And he said no. Held hostage. He didn't even say it. He just pulled it. He so just my hand it. Is, is held hostage now. And now you're looking at him. Mm-hmm. Now, are you looking eye to eye to him? No, I'm an active listener, Randy, yes. as you know. You have so, to be given your, your career. Right. So I could... Wrestle my hand back yes. and use like a Bruce Lee, Chuck Norris evasive maneuver, but then it becomes awkward because I'm pulling the wrist in to the neutral zone gotcha. and then I'm turning my body and then other people are probably going to be looking at what is What's this going dance on? going this on dance? here? And, and I just not, want my hand back. Right. So it's not awkward, right, when they pull your hand back into it. Mm-hmm. Now it's on you because now you're creating the awkward moment because you just want your hand back. So there are a lot of people like this mm-hmm. who don't even realize how socially awkward it is. They don't know it. They, they have no idea never that, that you're correct. uncomfortable mm-hmm. with having your hand be basically being held hostage for It's a almost time. like the, the close talker. Yes. They don't realize you're clocking toast. They're clocking toast, they're right? They're clocking toast. I hate <laughs> toast that is clocked. Just leave toast alone. <laughs> they're talking close, right? So you, there's a lot of guys you meet like this. The hand clasper. Yeah. So... You go in for the handshake. Mm-hmm. So the handshake is enough, mm-hmm. but then they sort of put an extra hand cage oh, on your hand. So this is one that comes in there and says, hey, it's yeah. sits there and starts shaking. Not the elbow, not the arm, no. but throws her hand on top of your hand yeah. to really lock in that shake. Now, Bill Clinton has a whole menu, but yes. he knows, because he's very diplomatic, mm-hmm. when to release. Some people don't know when to release. And again, I, I will still make the eye contact. But now, yes. now I figured this guy out. Okay. When he comes in for the handshake... I will turn my shoulders and put my hand up like in one of those brother yes. handshakes. So you not, throw it up. Not straight in. Not straight in. It's like the, uh, the thumb to thumb yes. kind of thing. It's the brand. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the bro shake. So basically, I've taken the competitive space yes. out of the conversation. You have preempted the handshake. Mm-hmm. And now I have, quite literally, the upper hand. <laughs> right? And I've pushed him. I yes. pushed his power yes. outside. You let him know you are in charge of that handshake. And there's not going to be any hand clasping today. Not today. Oh, no. Not today. There'll be conversation yes. of a friendly nature, but there will not be any hand clasping. You don't does, have time for that. Does he struggle and kind of go, does he get thrown off by his game? Yeah, because then his hands start He's all over the place. flying like, all over. He's like an octopus. He tries going in, and you're like, yeah. no, no, no. And I go, right hey, and then I push him out of the zone, and uh-huh. say, oh, again, then I'll tap him on the shoulder yeah. and try to disarm him, yes. and that, that seems to work. But it also shortens the conversation. Which is probably the ultimate goal of what you're doing. At least for me, yes. At least for me. So we've learned a lot here today. Uh, amazingly enough, here at Bad of the Dead, we have taught you trash talking, mm-hmm. and now we've taught you about handshaking.
<laughs> life just, skills. Life skills. Life skills. About how to do it, man. We're bad to the dad, Adam, and that is a bad to that moment. Thanks so much. Bad to the dad.com. We're, uh, we're bad to the dad. Yes, we are. And uh, runs dadded in. That is the name of our episode today. How clever are we? I, I, listen, I, I think we're, we're genius. Mm-hmm. I, think I don't know what everybody else thinks, but we're admiring ourselves. You know, which... I, I, think, I think we are comedic geniuses, mm-hmm. although it has been shared with me that I happen to laugh a lot in our podcast. Laughter is good. And I tell them that I happen to laugh because I think you're a, you're a funny guy. Well, we're having a good time, you know, right? It's, it's, this is not a show about libraries. No. This is a show about you being know, a dad like, and... All no. of the ancillary things that dads encounter, you know, and so it's so that, that, that's I funny. In that. I mean, you're not like a clown funny. You're not no, here to entertain no. me funny. Well, yeah. you know, but you are this kind of way that it's just funny because as we talk about being bad to the dad, I think the best thing dads can have is a sense of humor. Hundred percent, right? So I did. I spent time this thing this week thinking about how many runs dadded in. I had. Yeah, and we have to quantify that. Like, what counts as a run dadded in? Is that a successful dad moment? Is that a, a good parenting moment mm-hmm. where we diffused an issue, mm-hmm. where we made our kids happy? Mm-hmm. I think we can define it in a number of different ways, different depending ways on who you are. To view. So you brought up Florida, and last year, uh, for the first time, I went down to spring training. Mm-hmm. Now, my kids love the Mets. I like the Yankees, but I'm a dad, mm-hmm. so I'll go where the, the kids want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. The Mets play at First Data Field in Port St. Lucie. Mm-hmm. Um, great environment because it's essentially a minor league stadium. Mm-hmm. Most of these teams are playing in and it's minor so, league it's, stadiums. It's so informal. It's lovely. It's just... So the, the beauty of spring training is you will get closer to the players than you will ever get mm-hmm. in a major league stadium mm-hmm. during the regular season. And that's what makes it so much fun. Absolutely. So we went down with baseballs and programs and hats. We actually bought the spring training hat. There was my run dadded in because it made them them happy. It cost me, but it made them happy. And uh, Mickey Calloway, Mm -hmm. I know he's a a young manager, Mm -hmm. but he is so great with the fans. Mm -hmm. So he signed in the dugout. As the players were leaving the parking lot, he stopped the car. That's right. I remember that story. He was having a good time with my son, Aiden. He looked at his hat, which he was about to sign. He goes, boy, this is a nice hat. I've never seen this. I think I'm going to keep it for myself. And he had uh, a little little repartee with with my son. Um, One player in particular, Pete Alonzo, who hopefully will be the starting first baseman for the Mets for most of the season. He, he was like an 11-year-old kid himself, and he was having such a good time. Because I mean, a, a lot of these players really are. They're just grown-up kids, overgrown 19, kids. 19, 20, 25-year-old yeah. kids are just probably going, I'm, I'm a professional baseball player. I can't believe it. I'm here in spring training. But like Frank Viola. Mm-hmm. Remember Frank Viola? <laughs> the Twins and the Mets. Lefty? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And he was even getting into it with the fans. So, so it, it's so much fun because of how close you can get to the players, how close you can get to the game. There really is not a bad seat in the house mm-hmm. because, again, you're in a in a minor yeah, league stadium. We're having our own personal spring training. Yeah. We're kind of gearing back <laughs> up uh, for, you know, uh, as we see the buds on the trees come out. Um, I had a few runs dead in this week. Let's hear about them, Randy. And I'm actually kind of surprised, really surprised. I mean, not surprised, but I'm proud of them. Uh, it's not easy getting runs dead in. I mean, it sounds, sounds easy, but you have to make sure the situation sets up and, you know, how do you quantify. So clearly... My daughter, Michaela, right? Her birthday was this last week. Mm-hmm. And that is a great opportunity to get lots of runs dadded in. 
right? It's like the all-star game. It is like for, an all-star game. Cause for dads. Al- almost any at-bat, you have a chance to score you know, some runs, mm-hmm. to get some runs to add in. I mean, Friday night we brought her friends to a movie. Uh, kids like friends. Friends and movie and dinner. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thanks, Dad. Runs dead in. All right? Then, of course, woke up. Birthday. Birthday day. French toast souffle. <sighs> runs dead in. Right? Mm-hmm. Next day, we went to hibachi. Right? You get hibachi. You get the birthday jamboree. Love right? that whole show. Right? Runs dead in. Yeah. Right? They do the onion train, the flaming <laughs> onion train. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, so that had a lot of chances. Now, the one I'm most proud of that, because that was easy, yeah. you know, those are easy, is as Brianna um, brings home some homework. Ooh. And I got to tell you, some of the math that they, she does in fourth grade, a little bit confusing. Yeah, it throws it's, me for loop. This, this is why Michelle does math, and I do all of the liberal arts and humanities classes. You know, that's, so, I'm their subject. That, that's, that's how and, and so I don't, I, don't, I don't mind it, but... You know, Jess is teaching. She's busy, and she's also tutoring. I work from home, and I got lots going on. I mm-hmm. got stuff going on, and she's like, "Dad, can you help? Dad, can you help?" And I'm like, "Ugh, I got work to do." But you know what I do? I say, "Stop my work. Come on down. We'll work through it." And I read the question ten or twelve times. <laughs> Did you Google? <laughs> Didn't Google it, but they're like story questions, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. And trying to figure out if. If a train left this, going this fast, and, mm-hmm. and you know a plane left this, you know, at what point would they meet together to have a ham sandwich? Like Stuff yeah. that makes no sense. But what I did notice is we sat down, struggled through it together. I didn't want to do the work for her. Truth be told, I didn't know how to do the work. Mm-hmm. Helped her through it. And afterwards, she was like, Dad, thank you so much. So in that situation, I think that is my most well-earned RDI of the week because I really went out of my way. Uh, I wanted to. But well I think it meant the world to her because she really needed help in that moment. Yep. And I think that's a quality. I'll give you a high in. five for that. Now, yeah. you know, what you could have done is written in, if it was a New Jersey transit train leaving Penn Station, it would have never gotten anywhere. So <laughs> really the answer is zero. Zero. So, you know, we had a, a snow day. This yes, week. we did. Okay. That yes, was, we that did. That was Wednesday. Snowmageddon. Yeah. And it lasted for half the day and then it turned to rain and... You know, what is fine. it with this state? I think it was that's the second or third time. Well, we had... if you recall that Thursday before Thanksgiving, well, they messed nobody up. wants to have another Thursday before Thanksgiving when we were completely unprepared to keep the roads open yes. and keep traffic moving. That was a an unmitigated disaster. It was a national disaster yeah. because we know it made national news. Even our own town, the yep. the schools, Liberty mm-hmm. Middle School, made national yep. news mm-hmm. uh, with NJA. They even got national recognition. Yes, so. Another it's state of emergency. Another state of emergency. Wasn't half as bad. Half as, as bad. It, I grew up in Colorado. I'm just, just legit. Well, yeah, you're, you're a hardy and, uh, and was, rugged individual. You know, talk about bad to the dad. I was talking to my dad mm-hmm. because as we get oldish, our memories seem to go. And I, yeah. I, I'm like, did I ever have snow days? I don't ever recall ever having a snow day. I don't remember early dismissal. I never remember, you know... Late, you know, delayed opening. Delayed right? opening. Mm-hmm. Never had that. I yeah. do remember, uh, in particular, in middle school. Was it middle school? It was junior high school. That I literally walked through inches of snow, four blocks, to get to my bus, right? And waiting in the snow for my bus, and the bus would open up, and we had boots. You know, if we knew it was snowing out, yep. boots sitting in the bus. Now we had long time to get there. We get to school late, and we walk around, have school. Yeah, but your buses were built like monster trucks. You you went to school in Gravedigger. Well, of course. On top of that, do we have seatbelts? Oh, didn't need them. Seatbelts. Seatbelts. Didn't need seatbelts because 
we were in these truck monster beasts of buses. And so we get there. Now, did they know it was snowing the whole day? Yes. Were they worried about getting us home safely? Probably not. <laughs> because we didn't go home early. It wasn't really dismissal. We got out when the bell rang. Yeah, yeah. And so you walk back out into the bus, cross pack town. Now, do you think my mom's waiting there at the corner to pick me up to drive me home? No, she's expecting you're going to do some walking. I'm going to do some walking because you know what? That's what we did. Mm -hmm. I got off the bus, hood on, and I just kept going. And I walked home in the snow. So that uh, kind of diminishes my snow day story. No, but I, I feel just, I feel a little softer now. No, 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 no. But, but, but here it is. You're you're hardy growing up. But the reality Colorado. is, but that, but that was that that was then. Yep. Here we have now. You're in a situation. You know what's going on, and it's a snow day. So, give me your RDI on a snow day. So, you know, a snow day in our house, it's essentially like a it's a state prison on lockdown, <laughs> right? Because nobody's going anywhere. The kids would love to go to a friend's house, and there are a few in walking distance, but with the icy rain, that wasn't going to happen. So you know when there's a snow day for the kids, that's not a snow day for you. You still have to work because yes. we live in a more technologically advanced and remote-capable work environment. So the expectation for me was that I was going to be working from home. I was going to do everything I would have done mm -hmm. in the office, but from the comfort of my kitchen table. Because in technology in 2019... You can work anywhere. Yeah. So there's no such thing as a, a snow day. There's no free play. Not for people who work for a living. Right. So I have a lot to do, like you, mm -hmm. when you work from home. But then I hear upstairs, Aiden's playing the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And as I'm working away, I'm like, oh, that does sound like a lot of fun. That sounds nice. Maybe if I just take a short break, <laughs> do a little FIFA, yeah. a little Madden, mm -hmm. you know, just a break. As if it were, you know, a coffee break. It's or a, a coffee break. break. What you would do normally in mm -hmm. an office, you would go in, say, I got to get my legs moving. Mm -hmm. your, your, your Apple Watch goes off. It's just pff, time to stand, time to breathe and you move. Yeah. Three Madden games does not a coffee break make. <laughs> So, had a lot, had a lot more work to do that night. Yes, uh, but so you sat down. But it was good quality time with my son, just hanging out on the Xbox, playing games, and keeping him occupied mm -hmm. on a day where you're essentially imprisoned in your imprisoned. own home. And that is, my friends, what I would consider bad. The dad, a, ru a run, dadded in. Bad to the dead. Dad podcast celebrating the suburban dad life with Coach Randy and Adam D. This is essentially our spring training baseball show, and I was thinking, Randy, what three baseball players, dead or alive, would I want to have dinner with? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Do you do you know off the top of your head who you'd oh, want to meet? Gosh, I would. Uh, I do think uh, I wouldn't mind like maybe like Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Someone like that. Uh, I do think maybe our Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, but the would, icons of baseball. The icons of baseball. Kofax, I think I would want to. Sandy Kofax. Kofax. Um, Jackie Robinson. Jackie, yeah, I think Jackie Robinson would be amazing. Yeah. The first, right? You know, the, the hard part is is to pick three. You know, mm -hmm. but then of course I would love to spend time with someone like Jeter, mm -hmm. right? Who, you know, there's a story about him being 18 years old, the kid, in the farm system, calling home, and just crying, trying to figure out his life, yep, and what it must have been like, and then. He had no idea who he was going to be, mm -hmm. and his story. I didn't, there's just so many. I mean, I want to talk to Roger Clemens and say, "Dude, you know, Why? what are you thinking?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, a Barry Bonds, like, dude, what are you thinking? You know. But then you have Randy Johnson. Uh, there's just so many. 
uh, baseball players, uh, lots of Yankees. Sure. I mean, I think Yogi Berra. Yeah, and I had an opportunity to speak with Yogi quite mm-hmm. a bit. He was actually uh, the grandfather of somebody I went to high school with. But uh, in the media, you know, when mm-hmm. I was in, in the media business, I would interview him a lot. Yeah. And uh, you're, it's like you're just talking to somebody's grandfather. You, you don't realize you're talking to this iconic catcher who had this really outlandish philosophy about life and all these great catchphrases. An incredible champion, right? I mean, what do you, what, who would you want to sit down with? You know, the Koufax, the Jackie Robinson, I think those are, are really great choices. You know, Growing up in the 80s, my favorite baseball players were actually not Yankees, even though I, I yeah. love the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Robin Yount. Oh, that's another one, one yeah. Of my Milwaukee favorite. Brewers. Yeah, I, yeah. I admired the Brewers. Mm-hmm. I know they went on that run. They, they lost to, to the Cardinals. I think it was 83, if I'm not mistaken. I may mm-hmm. have gotten the, the, the year wrong. Uh, Dwight Evans. Oh, my gosh. Was another one of my yeah. favorite. Red Sox, yeah. no less. But, uh, you know, I was really big on hardworking outfielders. Mm-hmm. So mine are a little bit more obscure, but you're kind of learning about their work ethic and how they got in the league. That would, that would do it for me. Mm-hmm. So today is our, our baseball episode, and we are privileged to have on Ari Berman. Ari Berman. He is a very hardworking international litigator. Mm-hmm. He is the father of three great kids, mm-hmm. and he happens to be the commissioner of our auction format Fantasy baseball. That's league. right. He is big time into fantasy baseball. Fantasy baseball. And he is an aficionado. So he appreciates the value of stats. He appreciates getting people into the league that mm-hmm. are also going to share that mm-hmm. appreciation. I have to tell you, when he drafted me into the league, I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. And I was a little frustrated with this auction format. Mm-hmm. But now I've come to appreciate it. We'll talk about that when we interview Ari Berman right here on Dads of the Dead. Bad to the Dead podcast with Coach Randy and Adam D. Coach, I'm excited yet a little nervous about our next guest, only because, like us, he is a professional talker, so it wouldn't shock me if all three of us are having three different conversations, right, and, I guess not, that makes not, sense. and not listening to, to one another whatsoever. Nervous would be good. I think I'm more When I say nervous, I think that's a little bit of uh, an exaggeration. Well, apprehensive to a certain extent. We have an expert in the room. We do indeed. We have father of three. Absolutely. And fantasy baseball commissioner and Ari Berman. And we're not the expert. So Well, that's why we brought him here. That's why we bring here. Ari, great to have you on. Bad to the Dad. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thanks, boys. Welcome. Good get boys. Ready. Get ready to be disappointed. Oh, oh, that's what I love. Now. The competitive nature wait, comes out. Wait t- I think he's just trying to knock us off our you game. Think he's off our game? Yeah. Do you think, think he's gonna bring up Edel Edelberries this week? No, there'll be no Elderberry discussion. We've shelved that. That's an episode four thing. Leave it in episode four. It will not carry All over. Right. Ari, great to have you with us. Uh, let's first talk a little bit about baseball. Tell us a little bit about your experiences with the great game of baseball growing up. You know, it's pitchers and catchers. They reported, so that's that's kind of our theme today. Now, baseball very much on my mind. Thanks for having me, boys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, retired last year after a 20-year major league career. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, no, it all came aside. Played baseball my childhood life mm-hmm. from age six to 18 six or seven days a week depending on the year mm-hmm. Lindbrook high school shout out mm-hmm. conference champs the Island County. you're a conference yeah. champs yeah. what position did you play um well it depends on the year uh-huh. high school was outfield because mm-hmm. um you can't tell on the podcast but I'm not the tallest guy in the world so when you have a short lefty those of you who really know baseball uh-huh. know that by the time you hit 13 positions, yeah. you move from being shortstop and pitcher where they mm-hmm. put the best players when mm-hmm. you're you know eight nine ten eleven twelve which I was one mm-hmm 
MVP 83, Giants, high popular Little League. Hey. But then they kick Very you out nice. to the outfield. Because you're a lefty. By the time you're, because you're not and tall enough to pitch, too short for first base. There's no lefty catchers. So they stick me out. So guys, you know, like Lenny Dykstra, mm-hmm. Brett Butler, today's Brett Gardner would be guys that I looked up to. I like how you're putting yourself in the same conversation. Well, I think it's well. I would just at least careful. not Randy Johnson. I'm yeah, myself you know, but I'd be a little little lyrious about the um, the uh, the Lenny Dykstra comparison. Maybe during the Fair baseball point. years. Fair point. Yeah. Fair I think point. during the '87, you know, move to the World Series championship, I can see. But I think anything past that, I would hold off on the comparison. Not on the car wash owning tax evasion. Lenny Dykstra. They did not create a baseball card for that. Yeah, so. I don't get legal or parenting advice from him. Yeah, that would probably be a good call. Let's just keep it on the field. Or business advice now, because fair point. Fair uh, point. People coming into your house, visiting, and things of that nature is probably not where you want to go. Exactly. And I didn't get dating advice. This is obscure from Luis Polonia. Anybody who knows that reference. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Luis well, Polonia. Google it. Google it if you're not sure what we're talking. And is that about the P Polonia? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> So now you're a dad, yes. and you have a son and two daughters. So what's your involvement with regard to baseball with them? Sure, and it's changed over the years. We have a boy, Ellie, who's 14, freshman in a high school, Goldock Academy, right down the road mm-hmm. from where we're sitting with mm-hmm. Coach and Adam D. Mm-hmm. we got a daughter who's in sixth grade, Danielle, also Goldock Academy, mm-hmm. and a six-year-old. So the involvement's been different. Mm-hmm. With our boy, we suffered through the, I'll call it, you know, formative second, third, fourth grade years where I was teaching them everything about the game. Mm-hmm. But the games, as you know, yes, yes, 90% of the at-bats yeah. were walks or strikeouts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a lot of patience. And there's no clock, necessarily. Exactly. Right. They didn't have the pitch clock yeah, back then. Yeah, it hadn't yeah. been instituted. We're yeah. going to start that in Have they instituted training. that in Little yes, League? Yes, they're starting to <clears> now because it's just, we got to get games over. you got, you, got <laughs> you love the kids, but there's only so much balls and... Uh, Especially with all the, you can the cancellations due to weather in this yes. area. So yeah. I, I coached them up. Literally last night I was out to dinner with the two girls and talking to the six-year-old Leia about this summer or this spring, spending some time working on softball. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so they play softball. Well, the girls, yeah, girls softball, boy baseball. Mm-hmm. He plays for Goldock Academy. Yeah. Not his best sport. I think mm-hmm. he does it because his old man played for so mm-hmm. long. And he, <clears throat> We all love the Yankees. And we oh, Yankee games. fan. All Big right, Yan- so. I'm wearing the hat right now. Very nice. see it on the podcast. All right. I actually have a... Yankee crown on my back left molar tooth that my father-in-law, who was my dentist, put on when I needed a crown. That's almost like a tattoo that, that you exactly. can't see. It's a tattoo <clears throat> it's in removable. your mouth. It's so removable. you have a Yankee crown. <clears throat> Yankee crown. With, with the interlocking <clears throat> NY, right? Interlocking NY, which is the name of my fantasy baseball team. Yes, is Adam D. We'll get into that. And at that point, well, as a side note, my wife's dad you know, was my dentist until a couple years ago. We started dating in college. I did not start going to him to have him put drills in my mouth until it's, we were engaged. Okay. You just don't even though that's a risk. You just, you just don't want to go to your girlfriend's deal, dad yes. to have him start putting drills in his mouth until um, he got the ring on the finger. Well, yeah, right. that, put the ring that's on the a finger. bit of dating advice. Yes. But my teeth at the time, the prior dentist must not have done such a great job. My father-in-law spent a lot of time fixing him up, including doing did the Did you crown. get a deal? Did you get a deal? Of course. Of course. Right. Well, I took his daughter off his hands. All right. So that's but a, he was joking that my teeth were so bad at the time that we were going to have the entire AL East on one side, and then we could remove them depending on the standings like the flags 77 Yankees <laughs> right on almost every tooth that's, that's so Yankee shit. fan um, <clears throat> favorite Yankee moments growing up or even more recent sure well everyone who's a Yankee fan now of our vintage and that is mid 40s or mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. on some level gets a little annoyed by folks who are saying things like oh it's easy to be a Yankee fan they're in it every year they're the Yanks but for me, for age from age seven yeah. to age twenty one, they were not in the eighties. Were rough. That was a rough no, decade. That was we a had, rough, rough patch. We had Donnie Baseball, yeah, who yeah. was my hero. 
who I got to meet, who was a lefty hitter just like me. Yep. <laughs> and a little taller, but a little taller, left, just like just you. a little better. Okay. But growing up, Donnie Baseball was God, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was the hitman. In mm-hmm. fact, our dog, which we got almost a year ago, is named Maddie. Maddie mm-hmm. for Don Maddie. Don Maddie. Or as our six year old. together nicely, Randy. Yes. yes. Yeah, very good. Or as, as our six year old calls her, Dog Mattingly. Dog uh, Mattingly. And this was a deal. That's funny. You know, we're doing parenting, but I'll throw in a little dating advice for yeah. free. Mm-hmm. This was a deal that my wife, Becky, and I had made back in the 90s mm-hmm. when we first started dating in college. When we got together as a couple and got engaged later on, she basically said she was a dog person, grew up with dogs in the house, that we're going to get a dog. I did not have dogs, but you can name her Maddie. 20 Aww. years later, because I'm a stubborn She lives with whatever, her, her commitment. We got, we got a dog named Maddie. So Yankee yeah. moments, mm-hmm. getting the dog named Maddie is a personal ah, one. Okay. So the fantasy baseball, mm-hmm. thing, that's sort of why we brought you in here. Sure. Of course, to talk about you know your relationship with your kids. But sure, sure. so uh, Yeah, let's be honest. We came here to talk about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Bad of the dad is really not about dad. It's about really about baseball. That's, that's the vehicle <clears throat> for, for bringing you in. Mm-hmm. But So Ari is the commissioner of a fantasy baseball league that I'm in. And it's a rotisserie league versus head-to-head, and we can get into the nuances of that in just a few moments. This is an auction league. This is not a typical draft where you set a date and time and everyone is either in the room or they're on their machines. Maybe the machine picks the players for you, and off you go. This is a little bit more complicated. Can you explain the auction draft a little bit? Sure. So you started with the most important point, which is it is different than a draft. In the sense that we all know fantasy football, even casual fans, you show up to your draft at your office or your friends, whoever picks first, picks, you know. And you go around the table and the names come off the board. Exactly. OBJ goes, and then Le'Veon Bell, if he's playing, goes, Mm -hmm. etc. Whatever the order may be. In the auction format, as Adam D. was referring to, someone throws out a player's name. Whoever you want. Mm -hmm. You go around the table. So let's say you throw out Mike Trout. And then it's an auction. Going once, going twice, going three times. Different conversation as to how you manage that. Mm -hmm. But the auction is everyone starts bidding on the player. Typically, the guys in the league will have a feel, excuse me, for what the value is of a player in a certain league. Are you given a certain amount of money to play with? Yes. Good good point. Sorry for leaving that out. So in our league, we get 300 fake dollars to play with. So not real dollars. This is like monopoly. Monopoly money to bid on, knowing you have to fill the roster. Each league is different. In our league, we have 23-man starting roster and then a five- or six-man bench, depending on the year. Mm-hmm. Other leagues, you don't have a bench. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. to Coach Randy's point, you still get a set amount of money mm-hmm. to bid. So if you're someone who gets super excited at the first five players and overpays for them... You shot it. You're done. Yeah, you mm-hmm. shot it. Your you might have. A, you might have... A, yeah, I was told this was PG-13. But you might only have <laughs> a certain amount of money left and have to kind of fade to black for a while. Uh-huh. Some people... The strategy is the opposite. They know guys get super excited because they're throwing out the big name players, mm-hmm. you know, the Clayton yeah. Kershaws, mm-hmm. the Mike yeah. Trouts, the Bryce yeah. Harper, assuming he plays this yes. year, right. that kind of stuff. Some guys hang back and wait for the you know big money to be thrown out the first mm-hmm. few rounds, and then start picking up the guys who are you know all star players All-Star or close players. to all star at not bargain basement but more yep. efficient prices. use of more dollars. Your, more your two, three, four, five dollars. So players. there's a strategy to this. There's yeah, very and, much a strategy. And, and I tell you, um, when I first started playing in this league it was a little frustrating because mm-hmm. i wasn't as familiar with an auction league i already said well, we need players i sort of jumped in i tee up a player thinking i'm going to get him mm-hmm. next thing you know everybody's trying to grab my player 
So but, what they have for like trades and things like that? Well, that yeah, That's that happens right. after the draft. But from a parenting standpoint, I do like the auction. And I'll tell you why. Because it teaches kids about budgeting, right? You have a 300, quote unquote, dollar pool. Mm-hmm. And it also teaches, see, I'm in the talent game. This is what I do professionally. Putting a price point on players and understanding the value of the best talent in the talent pool, mm-hmm. right? Forces you to think about how much do I... Do I actually want to spend on this person, or should I wait for another player that you know could still give me the same well, value, so can, but maybe I don't have to pay as much? I can see that as kind of being the fun of this kind of experience is that because you have to start thinking in that kind of almost like a GM manner, mm-hmm. that you only have a certain amount of money, uh, and then you talk about trades, you talk about the different pieces. That that's what makes this kind of experience fun. No, it's a it's a great point, and things have changed in mm-hmm. the sense that <clears throat> back in the eighties, I feel like I'm in a Goldberg's episode. Uh, we were doing. We this, love the eighties. <clears throat> we were doing this by hand, you know, keeping mm. track of how much you know dollars each team had left to bid, who the players were. I mean, this was like old school. You know, get your newspaper so, delivered. Read so it let me just kind of. So you were doing this back in the eighties. I was an early adapter. You were mm-hmm. just, you, you, early adapter, or just a huge fan, or a loser. Depends how you want to cast it. I wouldn't call I you a loser. I would just question your time spent in the eighties, on. We Such. started it back in, in middle school with a few guys that I went to school with who played baseball. Casually, mm-hmm. you know, we would do our little launch. So you saw the writing on the wall about how much fun this could be. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I collected, you know, baseball cards back yeah. in the day. As a side note, every year I get a pack of Topps baseball yeah. cards, you know, right around opening day when yeah. they come out, bring them home to my son. Yeah. When he was six, seven, he'd yeah. sit and go through them. Now that he's 14, I'll come home with a couple packs. I'm like, hey, buddy, I got you some cards. He looks at me, he goes... Daddy, you can admit you bought yourself baseball cards. Yes, it's, not, it's, <laughs> it's, not okay it's okay that you're buying yourself baseball cards. I'm like, no, I got them for you. It's a no, I got them for you. But no. I think I can acknowledge now on the air that the I buy truth the cards. Is, for just my you're, you're an attorney. You mm-hmm. work in the city. You work long days. You travel. You travel internationally, yeah, like me. So I can I can certainly appreciate that. How how do you figure out number one the balance, but I think more importantly the presence in in each of their lives? That's actually a really good question. Uh, sometimes it's whoever's screaming the loudest. We, we Good go, strategy. We go to put out and that generally fire. speaking, who screams um, the loudest? That would be the six-year-old. Leia. Okay, all right. Leia. I mean, we have a kindergartner, which yeah. is sort of an unfair advantage over mm-hmm. the sixth grader mm-hmm. and the ninth grader. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just a question of who's being the loudest and who's the neediest. But it, but in all seriousness, you know, it's different stages. You know, the six-year-old's biggest problem might be that she can't find a toy. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is nothing, right? But to a six-year-old... It's huge. It's the world. Right. So that might get our attention that she's crying or screaming for her toy, but it's really not important in terms of human... It's not life. It's not yet. Whereas the 14-year-old might have actually had a serious thing happen in school with a teacher where he he needs guidance to think something through maturely, so we really need to spend time sitting and talking to him like an adult. Mm -hmm. Or the almost 12-year-old girl, you guys know this, Mm -hmm. having girls, you know, in middle school... um, may have some social issues going on, interpersonal dynamics with the girls, and that really you know, needs serious consideration and parenting love and guidance mm-hmm. that isn't really conducive to doing when you have the other kids around. Right. So that's usually the biggest challenge on a serious note, finding the time for the kids as they get older, you know, bigger dogs, bigger poops, bigger kids, more serious problems, mm-hmm. Again, to spend the, with them when you have the little one in the way. The the bigger poops too. Yeah, the fantastic idea. Yeah. Bigger dogs, bigger poops. He should write meme. <laughs> right? And so this week's topic, right, this thing is called Runs Dadded In. You know, so I want to take that baseball conversation into the daddy moment. I'm curious to know, how many runs did you dad in this week? What would be a good number? 
Well, there's no real good number. It's looking back, you know, it's not like a real game. If you look back and say, all right, here I came to bat. Mm -hmm. Here are the players in the field. How many things happened this week that I did as a dad where I got some runs in in the right way? Half a dozen. Half a dozen? Mm, yeah. That's not bad. That's good numbers. I, I, I would draft I'm, you at auction. Depends on the on the price point, though. Yeah. Right? And when I was thrown mm -hmm. out, how much money do you have left? Yeah. Um, well, if Ellie's in the room, then you know maybe yeah, I, he might. I, be, I, I don't back. think Ellie's bidding me up. Yeah, <laughs> not, I think for he'd you, be happy right? to yeah, have me off. As, as a baseball reference, you want hitters that can get right scores. I'm a result-oriented guy at the end yes. of the day. Sometimes to the dismay of, of my wife, and that I'm very result-oriented. Yeah. Either something gets done mm -hmm. or something doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. The effort's important, coaches. Yes. We all know. Absolutely. I don't mean that in terms of I only focus on no, winning. No, no, but it's a combination of but both. But in terms of being effective, it's yes. did the kid mm -hmm. you know, get the homework done or the report done? All yes right. or no? There might have been some screaming along right. the way, but if so, we could check that off, so in this past we got week, it done. Right? As a dad, you come in, how many runs did you dead uh, in? Well, I'm going to give myself a caveat as a lawyer for this past week since I just started a new firm. All right. Literally a week and a half ago. Congratulations. So, thank you. So a lot of this week was me trying to figure out like where the bathroom was mm -hmm. at the firm and all that other Love stuff. Love being the new guy. So being I the wasn't. New guy. I wasn't. Did anybody take you on a tour? Or did you have to do that on your own? Uh, it's all sorts of integration. Yes. But but so this week was not you know me as a dad as much as it was weeks in the past, you know, weeks prior in that I, I had for a good reason a little me focus um but in terms of the kinds of runs dadded in which i love that term and i'm going to put it on the back of my baseball card right. runs my dad in. baseball card yes, runs right. dadded in i'm going to include stuff like breaking up a fight there you go between the girls uh -huh. which was forcing my wife to want to jump off the roof because mm -hmm. she just can't stand listening to them scream at She's each other and i jump into the middle there you go and break it up and take a few fists that's what we're talking about i, I see that, that is a bad to the dad that is a, that i, I is see a that as more lowering your era but i don't want to get technical you know we already uh, talked a lot okay. about stats no, that so, is a, that is a run dadded in yeah, when you go okay. in and you step because you understand the partnership here. Uh, you, my world, my kids snap my wife in half, mm -hmm. just break her right, mm -hmm. and you can hear her screaming, especially around bedtime, right? Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. the <clears throat> thing is, you thought here's a situation, the offense is going on. I got kids right here. Mm -hmm. You go in, step in, boom. Well, here's a good run dadded yeah. in, and this is a shout out to me mm -hmm. since you asked me the question. You're absolutely so at the to. end of my first full week <clears throat> at the new firm. Mm -hmm. Friday afternoon, I come home, I get home early for Sabbath mm -hmm. observance, and my wife, <clears throat> excuse me, I get home Friday afternoon for early for Sabbath observance. Mm -hmm. My wife, at the end of my first full week of work, had an event at the synagogue she grew up in, mm -hmm. in North Brunswick, with her parents and her brother, an important event for her to go to. Totally legitimate. Mm -hmm. A lesser man would have said it was the end of my first week of work, yeah. you're dumping the kids and the what dog on doing? me, but you know, we get serious for a minute. We're partnering, mm -hmm. right? We're mm -hmm. supposed to be there for each other. And I knew it was important for her. So I got home early, took the care of the kids and the dog, mm -hmm. got them all you know, ready for bed, to sleep, everything. Which, again, doesn't make you a hero. She does it It is just much your job. more often than That's I what do. I'm talking about. But it's your job at the plate. Exactly. Get the ball in play. Get the runs in. Runs dead exactly. in. Exactly. And now, again, if she were here, she would say, I do that all the time when you're traveling and working. But she also center, gets it. She gets that you. But 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 that's the are, point. Are and, and, and she around. was to her to her credit, she was very appreciative and mm -hmm. and a good wife and life partner, you know, shows appreciation. But my response to her, in all seriousness, was, I, I that's nice you're saying thank you, but it doesn't make me a saint to do mm -hmm. the basic decent thing. It is my job as a hitter. To to get the bat on the exactly. ball. Exactly. Right? Make that contact. is it. Make, Make contact. contact. Make contact. You made contact. And again, I'm not looking to be the hero. It's not the playoffs. Yeah. We're not looking at the at the World Series here. This is a game of the week. You came in, you did your job, run dead it in. And there's no off season. 
when you're a parent. Well, there is no off season. There right? is not. It's funny you, know, you talk about runs that in, and Adam D was jumping to ERA because my wife, knowing that I love baseball, and, mm-hmm. and she likes going to the games because mm-hmm. it's fun family mm-hmm. environment. She often will say when she needs help, mm-hmm. if the kids are driving her up the wall or there's some tricky situation with school, she'll uh, point to her left arm and say, "Bring in the lefty from the bullpen." <laughs> A lot of baseball. All the time, yeah. she says, "I got to bring in the lefty from the mm-hmm. bullpen." Sometimes mm-hmm. it's dealing with a tricky, you know, home improvement guy that's giving her a hard time and is mm-hmm. talking down to her because she's a yeah. woman and mm-hmm. she wants to get a man involved, mm-hmm. not because she can't handle it, but mm-hmm. you know how life works. Mm-hmm. So she'll want to bring in the lefty. Sometimes it's dealing with a problem with one of the kids. She wants to bring in the lefty from the mm-hmm. bullpen. Sometimes she just needs a freaking break. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's you, okay. and that's okay. That's okay. Are you different subject matter experts depending on the homework? Like, is she the English social studies foreign language persons, and you're the the math science person? That's a good question. Uh, she is a Spanish person, to the extent there's any Spanish. Mm-hmm. There's no habla really? Espanol, but she okay. has habla Espanol. Although you've spoken um, it like a native. Uh, our kids go to a Jewish day school, as you both know. Uh, I'm more classically trained in Hebrew language and those sorts of things, so I handle a lot of the Jewish. The Gemara. Stuff. The Gemara. Clearly <laughs> Bible study, too. So. <laughs> Bible study. The Tanakh. Um, and I, I tend to, as a litigator, I write a lot, so I tend to be more oh, okay. comfortable with the written okay. words. So yeah. I'll help with that. But she helps with you know all sorts of stuff with the kids, and she's she is batting first most of the time. So she's leadoff. She's the leadoff hitter. Right. Um, and One of the most important positions the in the game is your, your job as leadoff hitter is to get on base. You know, when I, but when I enter the room, yeah. there's a requirement that she play enter Sandman. Oh. I walk into the room to help. <laughs> That's how we make the marriage work, guys. It's all about the walk-up music. Uh-huh. Well, it's Ari, Ari Rivera. Right, and do you have like a bullpen space, like in the do you walk slowly from the dining room into the kitchen? We have a tiny little golf cart that fits into the uh, hallway of our house. It just breaks. Sometimes I drive in if I'm feeling it, but as Rivera would jog in. Yeah, you have thought of all the metaphors. This must be a fun house to live in. Our guest today was Ari Berman on Bad to the Dad. Great having you. We covered a lot of ground today. A lot of ground. This is fun. A lot of ground. Real quick, um, if you could give some advice mm. out to a dad, you know, you are clearly bad to the dad. You've got this. You understand the partnership. You have a great sense of humor about it, uh, which I think is important. We're all learning. Uh, what's some great advice you might want to offer to our bad of the dead nation? Sure, sticking with the baseball metaphor. Yeah, nine innings is a long time, and baseball, yeah. like life, has mm-hmm. its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get behind in the early innings, mm-hmm. but you got to keep fighting all the way to the bottom of the ninth. Amen. Spoken like a baseball genius. And stayed on theme, too. Stayed on topic. Guys, good luck with this podcast. It's great. I wish you all the best. Thanks thanks for making it great. Thanks for being a guest. Maybe we'll have you back on mid-season. Yes. And we'll see how our fantasy (laughs) league is doing. Only if I make the All-Star. Thanks, brother. This is Bad to the Dead. All right. Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Follow us on social media. Instagram, it's at Bad to the Dad. Facebook, simply search for us, Bad to the Dad, and our website, badtothedad.com. And check out the merchandise and pick up a shirt, pick up a long sleeve shirt, pick up a sweatshirt, whatever your style is. Be great to rock the Bad to the Dad logo. Randy, I'm I'm in baseball fever now. I gotta tell I'm you, going I'm through the show. I mean, I, I actually I learned a tremendous amount about the two different types of baseball, fantasy baseball. I, I didn't know the rotisserie baseball came from literal rotisserie chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it was a group of people that got together mm-hmm. and uh, at a rotisserie chicken place and, and put the league and now ultimately the foundations of fantasy sports, sports. together. And it was all paper and pen. All paper and pen. pen. And, now, yeah. and then, of course, the auction. Uh, and we did have 
an aficionado of uh, uh, he already knows the stuff. He was a, a plethora mm-hmm. of uh, fantasy baseball knowledge, and he takes that shit. Excuse me, he takes that stuff pretty seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder when he has time for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does. He's not just baseball; he does a lot of other things. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, a fantastic uh, guest. It was nice to have him on too, because you can tell the love of baseball. You know, and that he had, and he grew up with, uh, and he played, and his kids, and he works with his daughters in mm-hmm. terms of softball. Uh, great guest, good job. You always do such a great job with our guests. We have a good network, and we always try to bring people on that have interesting stories. So, if you're listening to the podcast regularly, and you're a dad, either with something to promote or you feel like you've got some interesting stories, contact us through Please. the website. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on and make you a guest. And again, it's just a conversation that we're we do just, every week. We're just bad to the we're dad. We're just having just, a lot of fun. You know, our focus, we keep, you know, what's your focus? Just being dads. Mm-hmm. You know, and that we are bad to the dad because we have a big job responsibility. And we don't talk about the the how do you afford it and the money pieces. It's just about... The pleasure and joy of what it means to be a dad. We're storytelling here. So we'd love to share our stories with you and and you with us. Next week. Next week. I'm on the road, but we have a very, very special, I'll call it exclusive podcast interview. Well, I'm very excited because we're going to be expanding our... Our, our technology situation. Our international of, footprint, even, Our footprint too. in yes. terms of uh, guests and our ability to do guests. Do um, you want to give them a quick hint? Yeah, sure. So not just a hint. I'll tell you exactly who we have on the show. <laughs> we are going to be interviewing Canadian chef and restaurateur Noah Goldberg. Ooh. Now, Noah, he runs and is the head chef of a restaurant called the Peter Pan Bistro in Toronto. Okay. If you're going up to Toronto, if you're from the States and you're going up to Toronto, or if you live in Ontario mm-hmm. and you're, you're heading into downtown Toronto, check out Peter Pan Bistro. Peter Pan Bistro. It is in the shadow of the Sky Dome. Ooh. So with baseball coming up, yeah. you want a good meal and yeah. then head off to the see game. a Blue Jays game? Yeah. Check out the Peter Pan Bistro. The menu is diverse and it is delicious. Had the mountain trout. I don't mountain, normally get I don't normally mountain, get mountain trout. trout at home. I don't, I'm not making mountain trout in my kitchen, so I figure if I go to a restaurant like that and it's made in its gourmet style, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have me some mountain trout. Mountain trout, which kind of confuses me with stream trout. What, what, ha- I, I don't know enough to to tell you the difference. But it's mountain trout. I bet Noah could tell us uh, well, the difference between a mountain trout. I and hope a stream you ask trout. him some of that questions. You have now delegated me yes. and armed me with questions to ask Noah, who's an impeccable chef. And again, he is the owner restaurateur of uh, the Peter Pan Bistro, but he's also a, a father of a little one himself. So How little? I think she's, I don't even know if she's two years old yet. Oh, so he's, he's like a new dad. Yeah. He's a, new, he's a NID, a newly initiated dad. You just came up with that on the spot? Just this moment. Brilliant. Well, sometimes. Brilliant. This is Bad to the Dead. Thanks, dads. We'll see you next week. Oh,